It's the Old Man Yells at Music Podcast. The show where a guy looks back at selected hits from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Also, some old musical TV shows, albums you may have forgotten or never even heard of, and more. Now, here's your host, the old man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. This week we're looking at the charts of September 23rd, 1978. Around this time, after a series of meetings hosted by President Jimmy Carter at his official retreat, Egyptian President Anwar Sadat and Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin signed the Camp David Accords, which formed the basis of a peace treaty between the two countries. There was hope at the time that this agreement would begin the process of creating a wider peace in the Middle East between Israel and its neighbors. That didn't exactly happen. Let's see what was going on in the culture beyond international diplomacy. In the cinemas, the most successful new release this month was Up in Smoke, the first film effort for the cannabis-crazing comedy combo of Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong. Also coming out this month were... Days of Heaven, a period romance that was one of Richard Gere's first starring roles, Almost Summer, the other school-based comedy of 1978 for both Dee Dee, Frenchie from Greece, Khan, and Tim, Otter from Animal House, Matheson, the supernatural thriller The Legacy, whose cast included Roger Daltrey from The Who, Death on the Nile, an all-star adaptation of one of Agatha Christie's Hercule Poirot mysteries, and, get this, a notable Canadian film, Two Solitudes, a story about the often strained relations between French and English Canadians, whose biggest name star was, of course, an American, Stacey Keach, who incidentally was also an up in smoke. On television, the big three American networks were beginning their new seasons and premiering their latest batch of new shows. ABC's newcomers included a couple of well-remembered hits. Taxi, the cab comedy that launched the careers of Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, Tony Danza, Andy Kaufman, and more. And Mork and Mindy, the show that introduced the world to Robin Williams. Also premiering was the space opera Battlestar Galactica, which only lasted one season but developed a cult following and later spawned a much more successful reboot. Their only other new show was Apple Pie, Depression-era sitcom that, despite being created by super producer Norman Lear and starring future Golden Girl Rue McClanahan, only lasted two episodes. CBS had just one winner among its new crop, that being the radio station sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati. Viewers just couldn't get enough Les Nessman. And maybe some guys were into Lonnie Anderson. I don't know. That might have had something to do with it. Another newbie, the TV version of the law school drama film The Paper Chase, lasted one season on the network before moving to cable for three more. But CBS struck out with the lawyer show Kaz, which only made it through one season. But its star Ron Liebman won an Emmy for his performance, and later on he played Rachel's father on Friends. And there were two shows that were canceled before the end of 1978. American Girls, a show about two female reporters, one of which was played by the future third blonde from Three's Company, Priscilla Barnes, and Mary, 
Ms. Tyler Moore's attempt at hosting a variety show after the end of her hit sitcom. That show lasted just three episodes, but it is notable for having two future stars in its supporting cast, Michael Keaton and David Letterman. And NBC, well, this was near the beginning of the period where they did very little right and a whole lot extremely wrong. They went 0 for 7 this month with the, with the following duds. The political sitcom Grandpa Goes to Washington, who is just coming off of being the man in Chico and the Man. The Eddie Capra Mysteries, about a guy named Eddie Capra who solved mysteries. The Rich Guy Fights Crime show Sword of Justice. The inside television drama Web, or W-E-B. Lifeline, an inside television, excuse me, Lifeline, a docu-series about successful doctors, but probably none who specialized in pimple popping, or else it probably would have lasted a lot longer. Who's Watching the Kids, a show about two Las Vegas showgirls who take care of their younger siblings, one of whom was played by Scott Bayo. The siblings, not the showgirls. And The Waverly Wonders, which starred former quarterback Joe Namath as a washed-up athlete who coaches a ragtag high school basketball team. The network would launch a couple of hits later in this season with different strokes and real people, but they also would go on to air one of the most expensive failures in TV history, the Love Boat on Rails disaster, Super Train. Normally, this is where I would talk about what was on the New York Times bestseller list this month, but there weren't any. The Times, along with New York's other big papers, The Post and The Daily News, had been shut down since August the 10th due to a strike by the unions representing their employees. So it's a good thing my TV news section was extra long this month. The strike didn't end till early November, so I won't have any to cover if and when I do a chart from October 1978 either. And in music, the big stories were a major death and a notable series of concerts. On the 7th, Keith Moon, the drummer for The Who, died of an overdose of a prescription drug in his London apartment. He was only 32. Sadly, this wasn't much of a shock, as he had become as famous for his substance abuse and other destructive behavior as he was for his drumming. In fact, the drug he OD'd on was prescribed to him to to treat withdrawal from trying to quit drinking. The Who continued on for a few years with a new drummer, Kenny Jones, before splitting up for the first time in 1982. Meanwhile, on the 14th, 15th, and 16th, The Grateful Dead played three shows in Giza, Egypt, in the shadow of the Great Pyramids. Why? Well, because they're the Grateful Dead, and that's just something they would do. And who knows, maybe that was something Carter threw in to get that peace deal done. And now, to the charts. We begin, as always, below the top 40s. This week, we're looking at a band that spent years in the shadow of a bigger band before they finally got their own shot at the spotlight. At number 43 in the UK, it's She's Gonna Win by Bilbo. Formed in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1972, Bilbo originally went by the name Bilbo Baggins after the full name of the lead character in J.R.R. Tolkien's novel The Hobbit. For much of their career, they were the designated opening act for the Bay City Rollers. 
with whom they shared a manager, Tam Payton. They split with Payton in 1977 and signed a new record deal shortly afterward. She's Gonna Win was their first charting single. She's Gonna Win is pop rock about feeling like the beta in a relationship. I will be victorious over these lyrics. I thought I had a fighting chance at one time. I never ever thought I would lose, but I never saw her sneak up behind. I guess I always lose. She's gonna win. She knows me inside out, I'm afraid. She knows me outside in. I can't escape it all these days. She knows exactly where I've been. Let me win, let me win, one time. It's catchy, and it's one of the more effective uses of accordion in modern pop. But it might have been a little too sunny and bubblegummy for the punk adult, for punk adult 1978 Britain. She's Gonna Win was down from a peak of number 42. The band released two more singles that failed to chart, then broke up in 1979. They planned to reunite in 2014, but they were prevented from doing so by the Saul Zantz Company, who owns the merchandising rights to characters from The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Hey, what do you expect from a company named after the guy who once sued John Fogarty for plagiarizing John Fogarty? We're into the top 40s now, starting in Britain with their number 36 song, Lucky Stars by Dean Friedman. Born in Paramus, New Jersey in 1955, Dean Friedman had his first and only American hit when the song Ariel from his self-titled debut LP hit number 26 in 1977. It failed to chart in the UK, but the follow-up, Woman of Mine, did, reaching number 52. Lucky Stars was the first single from his second LP, Well, Well, Said the Rocking Chair. Lucky Stars is a ballad which Friedman sings as a duet with an uncredited singer named Denise Marsa. It takes the form of a conversation between a couple. Let's see how fortunate I am in reading these lyrics using slightly different voice inflections to to differentiate between the two characters. What, are you crazy? How in the hell can you say what you just said? I was talking to myself. Shut the door and come to bed. By the way, I forgot to say, your endearing mother called today. Did you see Lisa? Yes, I saw Lisa. Is that why you're angry? I I wasn't angry. Maybe a little. Not even maybe. Must be the weather. Now don't be a a baby. Well, how am I supposed to feel with all the things you don't reveal? And you can thank your lucky stars that we're not as smart as we'd like to think we are. Would you like to talk about it? There's not much to say. We had lunch this afternoon. Her life's in disarray. She still goes around as if she's always stumbling off a cliff. Do you still want her? What are you saying? Do you still want her? Baby, stop playing. Really? I mean it. Can you forget her? Baby, now stop it. You should know better. I know this is hard to do, but there's no one for me but you. Then there's a sax solo, and in the last verse, the couple make up, but it's still a pretty stark depiction of romantic jealousy and doubt. It sounds like easy listening, 
But if you're actually listening, it's anything but easy. Lucky Stars peaked at number three. Friedman had one more UK hit, but no others on any of the other charts I cover here. His 1982 song, McDonald's Girl, was covered by the Bare Naked Ladies in the 90s and was later used in actual McDonald's commercials. He's written music for TV and film and playfully sparred with the British band Half Man, Half Biscuit. They recorded a song called The Bastard Son of Dean Friedman, on which singer Nigel Blackwell claimed he was the product of a twist between Friedman and the Lisa he sang of on Lucky Stars. Friedman later answered with the song A Baker's Tale, on which he says that Blackwell was actually born as a result of an encounter between a baker and one of his creations, which is why he's, well, half man, half biscuit. Friedman continues to record and, and perform, and he put out the album American Lullaby earlier this year. Next up is the number 40 song in Canada, Think It Over by Cheryl Ladd. Born in Huron, South Dakota in 1951, Cheryl Stoppelmore moved to Hollywood after high school where she got her first gig doing the singing voice of Melody the Drummer on the cartoon Josie and the Pussycats. Her big break came in 1977, when she joined the cast of the show Charlie's Angels when Ferret Fawcett left after the first season. Taking advantage of her newfound fame, she began singing on various TV variety shows and specials, and released a self-titled debut album, from which Think It Over was the first single. Think It Over is is a jazzy, piano-driven pop song. Let's ponder the lyrics. You said you needed time to think it over. You said I was too young for you to care. You wanted me to wait till you were so sober before you said the things you didn't dare. Well, I've been growing for so long that I could teach you in a song. Ageless minds attract each other. Learn from love and not from numbers. Think it over. Think it over. Do, 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 I've been open to your love for ages, but you can't see the forest for the trees. You treat me like I'm just your little angel. But I'm a woman wanting you to see that I've been growing for so long that I could teach you in a song. Ageless minds attract each other. Learn from love and not from numbers. Okay. It's pretty much the kind of song a female celebrity would, would perform on a late 70s variety show. Listening to this, I picture her in a white leotard wearing a sparkly jacket with a sparkly top hat to match, in high heels, maybe holding a cane, doing a high-kicking routine backed by the Jewel Hallmeyer dancers or their real-world equivalent. Think It Over peaked at number 40. It hit number 34 in the U.S. Ladd had no further hits, and her last two albums were released only in Japan in the early 80s. She left Charlie's Angels in 1981 and has continued to consistently act in film and television ever since. Now we check out the American chart for the first time, landing on number 34, Magnet and Steel by Walter Egan. 
Born in Queens in 1948, Walter, e Walter Egan majored in sculpture at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C., but after earning his degree, he moved to L.A. to pursue music. There he met Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac, who co-produced his 1977 debut LP. Magnet and Steel was the first single from his second album, Not Shy. Magnet and Steel is a pop rock love song. Buckingham was a co-producer on the track, and both he and Nick sing backup. I have steeled myself in order to read these lyrics. Now I told you, so you ought to know. It takes some time for a feeling to grow. But you're so close now, I can't let you go. And I can't let go. With you, I'm not shy to show the way I feel. With you, I might try my secrets to reveal. For you are a magnet, and I am steel. I can hope that I'll hold you for I can hope that I'll hold you for long. You're a woman who's lost to your song, but the love that I feel is so strong, and it can't be wrong. This song is supposedly about Egan's feelings to, for Nick's at the time, but I'm not sure how close his steel ever got to her magnet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, uh -huh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Magnet and Steel was down from a peak of number eight. In Canada, it got to number nine. Egan had two more lower-charting singles in the late 70s and early 80s. He later appeared as a contestant on a couple of TV game shows. He continues to record and perform, and this year he put on a new album called Fascination. <laughs> We stay in the States for number 27, Just What I Needed by The Cars. Formed in Boston in 1976, The Cars were made up of several veterans of the local music scene, most notably guitarist Rick Ocasek and bassist Benjamin Orr. After the band's demo got a lot of local radio play, they signed to a major, and Just What I Needed was the first single from their self-titled debut album. Just What I Needed is stuttery new wave rock sung by Orr, unlike most of the band's subsequent hits on which Ocasek sang lead. Right now, what I need for you, right now, what I need is for you to listen to me read these lyrics and to not stutter so much. I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time, because when you're standing oh so near, I kind of lose my mind. It's not the perfume that you wear. It's not the ribbons in your hair. And I don't mind you coming here and wasting all my time. I don't mind you hanging out and talking in your sleep. It doesn't matter where you've been as long as it was deep. Yeah. You always knew to wear it well, and you look so fancy, I can tell. And I don't mind you hanging out and talking in your sleep. I guess you're just what I needed. I needed someone to feed. I guess you're just what I needed. I needed someone to bleed. Okay. It's got the synth. It's got the synths and hiccup vocals that would characterize New Wave, but with rock power chords that made it recognizable as rock to American listeners. It was different, but in an accessible way. Just When I Needed peaked at number 27. It hit number 17 in the UK and number 38 in Canada. The Cars had 12 more hits, including four top tens, before breaking up in 1988. Benjamin Orr died in 2000. And after that, guitarist Elliot Easton 
and keyboardist Greg Hawks teamed up with Todd Rundgren to form the New Cars in 2005. They put out one album before disbanding in 2007. Then the original lineup, except, of course, for Orr, reunited for the album Move Like This in 2010. The band went into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2018. And a year after that, Rick Ocasek died. We're in the UK again for number 21, Supernature by Ceron. Born in Vitry-sur-Seine, France in 1952, Marc Ceron first had success at home with a group called Congas, then had an international hit himself in 1977 with the song Love in C Minor. Supernature was the first single and title track from his third album. Supernature is electronic disco with lyrics. Those lyrics don't come for a couple minutes, but when they do come, they're about a certain kind of man-made extinction event. I've evolved to the point where I can read the lyrics. Once upon a time, science opened up the door. We would feed the hungry fields till they couldn't eat no more. But the potion that we made touched the creatures down below. And And they grew up in a way that we've never seen before. Supernature. Supernature. They were angry with the man because he changed their way of life, and they take their sweet revenge as they trample through the night. For For a hundred miles or more, you could hear the people cry, but there's nothing you can do. Even God is on their side. So apparently, in this scenario, we grow genetically modified crops to make bigger livestock and thus more meat, but the stuff also makes the animals intelligent enough to realize they're being oppressed, so these super animals go on, a, on, the, on the rampage and start killing us. I wonder if the people in the discos who danced to this recognized that that was what they were hearing, or if they were instead too lost in the swirly sounds and coke to the gills to notice. Supernature was down from a peak of number eight. Cerrone had one more UK hit, and, it's, and he's continued to make dance music since. He's also performed in front of large crowds at venues such as the Palace of Versailles and Times Square in New York. His most recent album was 2020's DNA. We come back to Canada for their number 25 song, You and I by Rick James. Born in Buffalo in 1948, Rick James fled to Toronto to avoid the Vietnam draft. He then formed a band called the Minor Birds, whose membership at one point included Neil Young. He returned to the States and settled his legal issues, then played in bands in both L.A. and Toronto before returning to Buffalo to form a new backing group called the Stone City Band. He was then signed to a major label, and You and I was the first single from his debut album, Come Get It. You and I is the kind of lusty funk workout on which James would make his name. We are going to have a look at the lyrics. You and I, we fit together like a glove on a hand. That's right, don't you know? That I would gladly take you anywhere you want to go. You and me are as close as as three-part harmony. Wouldn't you agree? And in the chance our romance ended, it would surely be the end of me. 
Some people might say I'm infatuated. I don't care because they really don't know. They'll never see or, they'll never see or hear the things I do with you. So as far as I'm concerned, they can all go to hell. Whoa, 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 baby cakes. Now swing it, sugar. Do, 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 do. Just swing it, baby. You and I will be together until the six is nine. That's right. When you need me, I'll, I never hesitate. I always come. It's so much fun. Yeah, you and I. Although we're poor, our love has brought more wealth than Hughes himself. And if by chance there is an afterlife, when we die, you and I, I'll spend it with you. It's interesting to see that at the height of disco, some genuine, literally no strings attached, funk was able to break through in the pop charts. And it came from Buffalo, of all places. You and I peaked at number 17. It hit number 13 in the U.S. and number 46 in the U.K. James had a few more pop hits, but most of his success was on the American R&B charts, where he had 13 top 10s and four number ones. In the 90s, he was more known for his drug problems and a sex kidnapping conviction that led to him spending three years in prison. In later years, he suffered from multiple health conditions that led to his death in 2004. And his lasting legacy, for better or for worse, is his portrayal by comedian Dave Chappelle on his sketch comedy TV series. We'll look at songs in the top 20s right after this. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop, letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and beyond for almost 10 years now. And I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts. From the A's to ZZ Top. From Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Rider tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American Top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started. And you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the Old Man Yells at Music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. We're back to continue our look at the hits of late September 1978, beginning with Canada's number 11 song, Don't Look Back by Boston. Formed somewhere in Massachusetts in 1975, Boston was led by multi-instrumentalist Tom Schultz and singer Brad Delp. Their 1976 self-titled debut album has sold over 25 million copies worldwide, and it produced three hits, including the top five, More Than a Feeling. Don't Look Back was the title track from their second LP. Don't Look Back is driving hard rock with an optimistic outlook. I'm looking at the lyrics. Don't Look Back. Ooh, a new day is breaking. It's been too long since I felt this way. I don't mind. Ooh, where I get taken. The road is calling. Today is the day. I can see it. It took so long just to realize. I'm much too strong not to compromise. Now I see what is what I am is holding me down. 
I'll turn it around. Oh, yes, I will. I finally seen, I finally see the dawn arriving. I see beyond the road I'm driving. It's a bright horizon. Ooh, and I'm awakened. I see myself in a brand new way. The sun is shining. Ooh, the clouds are breaking. Because I, cl- I can't lose now. There's no game to play. I can tell there's no more time left to criticize. I've seen what I could not recognize. Everything in my life was leading me on. But I can, stre- I can be strong. Oh, yes, I can. I must admit that apart from the anthemic more than a feeling, a lot of Boston songs blend together in my mind. They most definitely have a formula. But it's obviously a successful one because to this day, there isn't a classic rock station in North America that you can tune into where you won't hear a Boston song within the first few hours of listening. They've got big riffs. They're more than a little proggy. And once you recognize what song you're listening to, they're pretty easy to sing along with. Don't Look Back peaked at number six. It hit number four in the U.S. and number 43 in the U.K. Boston had one more hit from the Don't Look Back album, but legal disputes with their record company led to them not releasing another album until 1986. That album, Third Staged, Third Stage, excuse me, produced three more hits, including the number one ballad, Amanda. Brad Delp left the band in 1990, but returned in 1994 and was with them until he committed suicide in 2007. Tom Scholes, a trained engineer who invented a successful line of guitar amplifiers and and other guitar accessories, is is reportedly writing songs for a seventh Boston album, but at this time, at this moment, there's no timeline for release at the We return to the U.S. for their number 16 song, Whenever I Call You Friend, by Kenny Loggins with Stevie Nicks. Born in Everett, Washington in 1948, Kenny Loggins had his first major success as part of a duo with former Buffalo Springfield guitarist Jim Messina. Loggins and Messina recorded six albums and had three top 40 hits, including the top five, Your Mama Don't Dance. After... He split with Messina in 1976. Lockins began a solo career, and Whenever I Call You Friend, a duet with Fleetwood Mac singer Nix, was the first single from his second album, Night Watch. Whenever I Call You Friend is disco-friendly soft rock. Here are some amicable lyrics. Whenever I call you friend, I begin to think I understand anything we are. You and I have always been, ever and ever. I see myself within your eyes. And that's all I need to show me why. Everything I do always takes me home to you, ever and ever. Now I know my life has given me more than memories. Day by day, we can see. In every moment, there's a reason to carry on. Sweet love, showing us a heavenly light. I've never seen such a beautiful sight. Sweet love flowing almost every night. I I know forever we'll be doing it right. Whenever I call you friend, I believe I've come to understand everywhere you, we are, you and I were meant to be, forever and ever. I think about the times to come. No one I will be the lucky one. Even ever our love will last. I always want to call you friend. The pairing of Loggins and, and Nick's works well, possibly because Kenny's voice bears some similarity to that of Stevie's bandmate, Lindsey Buckingham. I have to imagine this was the most popular makeout song of the 1978 back to school season. K- 
Kenny plus Stevie equals second second base every time. At least that's my theory. Whenever I call you friend, peaked at number five. In Canada, it hit number three. Loggins had 13 more top 40 hits, many of those from the soundtracks of 80s movies, including the number one theme from 1984's Footloose. Loggins continues to record, perform, and appear on television, and he is also a member of a country trio called Blue Sky Writers. We're in Britain again for number 15, Forget About You by The Motors. Formed in London in 1977, The Motors featured guitarist Nick Garvey and keyboardist Andy McMaster, who were formerly in the pub rock band Ducks Deluxe. Also in The Motors were, was singer Peter Bramall, who, who performed under the name Bram Tchaikovsky. Their debut single, Dancing the Night Away, just missed the top 40. But Airport, the first single from their second LP, Approved By, made it all the way to number four. Forget About You was the follow-up. Forget About You is power pop with a new wave edge. I remembered to read the lyrics. I've been walking along familiar places, places we used to be. I've been driving all night in the fog and the rain, hoping just to see your face. All of your friends, they just tell me you're going to be free. Now I laugh at these memories forever calling. Baby, 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 I just can't forget about you. Now that we're through, how can I go on? Baby, 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 I just can't forget about you. Now that we're through, all my dreams are gone. And baby, I've been thinking about you. I've been leaning on you, holding you down, standing on your troubles, honey. When you needed me, I was fooling around, leaving you to face the shame. If ever you feel that you need me, I'll come rushing right back to your side. You know, I'm awake in the lonely night calling. This song has a similar cadence to the 1971 American hit by the Grassroots, Sooner or Later. It doesn't have the same tune, but especially on the chorus, it's impossible for me not to notice. Maybe this is a coincidence. Maybe this is a coincidence because Sooner or Later wasn't a British hit, but for me, this is kind of similar to the way the offspring borrowed from the Beatles' Obladi Oblada on their 1999 song, Why Don't You Get a Job? Forget About You was down from a peak of number 13. Around this time, Bram Tchaikovsky left the group, and he had a, he had a solo hit in the U.S. in 1979 with the song Girl of My Dreams. The Motors carried on for one more album and made the lower half of the singles charts in North America with a song called Love and Loneliness in 1980. But they split up the same year. We've reached the top tens now, and we'll start in Britain with number four, Jilted John by Jilted John. Born in Sheffield in 1959, Graham Fellows was a student at Manchester Polytechnic Institute when he re recorded a song for a local label about a teenager who gets dumped by his girlfriend. The song was released in April 1978 and was then played by influential BBC DJ John Peel. After that, it was picked up by a major label. Jilted John is punk with a touch of British Music Hall-style comedic storytelling. I'm committed to reading the lyrics to you. 
I've been going out with a girl. Her name is Julie. But last night she said to me when we were watching telly, she said, listen, John, I love you, but there's this bloke I fancy. I don't want to two-time you, so it's the end for you and me. Who's this bloke? I asked her. Gordon, she replied. Not that puff, I said, dismayed. Yes, but he's no puff, she cried. Here we go, two, three, four. I was so upset that I cried all the way to the chip shop. When I came out, there was Gordon standing at the bus stop. And guess who was with him? Yeah, Julie. And they were both laughing at me. Oh, she is cruel and heartless to pack me for Gordon, just because he's better looking than me, just because he's cool and trendy. But I know he's a moron. Gordon is a moron. Gordon is a moron. Gordon is a moron. Here we go. Two, three, four. Oh, she's a slag and he's a creep. She's a tart. He's very cheap. She is a slut. He thinks he's tough. She is a bitch. He is a puff. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. He delivers the words in a very snotty Essex accent. And the subject matter is something that any teenager who's had their heart broken can relate to. You get dumped for someone who you feel both superior and inferior to, and you're caught between pining for your ex and telling yourself that you're better off without them and they'll regret dumping you for that loser. Joseph John peaked at number four. Fellows released a couple of singles as Gordon, the guy who John was dumped for, but neither charted. He's recorded more music and has made many appearances on British TV and radio most notably as nerdy pop star wannabe John Shuttleworth. We return to Canada for number four, Boogie Oogie Oogie by A Taste of Honey. Formed in Los Angeles in 1972, A Taste of Honey played around the world, including on USO tours of American military bases, before finally signing with a major label. Boogie Oogie Oogie was the first single from their self-titled debut LP. Boogie Oogie Oogie, fun to say, is smooth disco with an insistent bass line. I'm going to read, read lyrics till I just can't read them no more. If you're thinking you're too cool to boogie, boy oh boy, have I got news for you. Everybody here tonight must boogie. Let me tell you, you are no exception to the rule. Get on up on the floor, because we're going to boogie, oogie, oogie, till you just can't boogie no more. Ah, boogie. Boogie no more. You can't boogie no more. Ah, boogie. Boogie no more. Listen to the music. There's no time to waste. Let's get this show on the road. Listen to the music and let your body flow. The sooner we begin, the longer we got to groove. Listen to the music and let your body move. It's funky, but certainly not funk in the Rick James sense. And it's sophisticated disco, but not quite as slick and perfected as Sheik's big hits. But whatever it is, it's effective dance floor bait. Boogie Oogie Oogie peaked at number two. It hit number one in the U.S. and number three in the U.K., the old one, two, three. A Taste of Honey's only other hit was the 1981 North American Top 5 Sukiyaki an English-language cover of a 1961 number one by Japanese singer Q Sakamoto. A Taste of Honey broke up in 1983. 
We're in America one more time for their number two song, Kiss You All Over by Exile. Formed in Richmond, Kentucky in 1963, Exile started when their band members were in their early years of high school. They went through numerous labels and released several unsuccessful singles until they put out this, the first single from their third LP, Mixed Emotions. Kiss You All Over is a combination of disco and pop rock with a bit of a twang. The only thing my lips will be doing right now is forming the lyrics. When I get home, babe, gonna light your fire. All day I've been thinking about you, babe. You're my one desire. Gonna wrap my arms around you and hold you close to me. Oh, babe, I want to taste your lips. I want to fill your fantasy. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do without you, babe. Don't know where I'd be. You're not just another lover. No, you're everything to me. Every time I'm with you, baby, I can't believe it's true. When you're laying in my arms and you do the things you do, you can see it in my eyes. You can, I can feel it in your touch. You don't have to say a thing. Just let me show how much I love you, need you. Oh, babe, I want to kiss you all over and over again. I want to kiss you all over till the night closes in, till the night closes in. No one else can ever make me feel the way you do. Oh, so keep on loving me, baby, and I'll keep loving you. It's easy to see when something's right or something's wrong. So stay with me, baby, and hold me all night long. Show me, show me everything you do. Because, baby, no one does it quite like you. I love you, need you. Oh, babe. It's probably the song that comes closest to fitting the nebulous definition of yacht rock that among the ones we've covered. It's mellow and very musicianly, but it actually also manages to be legitimately sexy. I believe this is probably the best very white imitation you could expect from a group of white guys from Kentucky. Kiss You All Over would hit number one. It got to number two in Canada and number six in Britain. Exile had one more pop hit, Then they enjoyed great success as a country band in the mid-80s, scoring 10 number ones on that chart between 1983 and 1987. They broke up in 1993, but singer J.P. Pennington reformed the group with a new lineup in 1995, and this version remains active as of this podcast. We'll recap the top tens and look at a number one right after this. The Old Man Yells at Music podcast now has a Patreon. Yes, if you like this podcast so much you are moved to financially support it, now you can. There are different tiers with different rewards, such as early episode access, the ability to vote on future topics, and bonus episodes about extra songs from the charts I cover, other charts from other years, genres, and countries, and even the biggest hits of the 21st century. And you can even pick an episode topic for me at the top level. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com and search Old Man Yells at Music. Or click on the link click on the links to the show notes, my social media posts, or the blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Help me yell more at more music. Become a Patreon subscriber today. We're back to run down our three top tens, starting in Canada. Number 10, Break It To Them Gently by Burton Cummings. The second top 10 for the Guess Who singer. Number 9, Summer Nights by John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. 
one of the hits from the Grease soundtrack. Number eight, Hot Child in the City by Nick Gilder, the Vancouver Singers North American number one. Number seven, You Needed Me by Anne Murray, the, North, the Nova Scotia Singers North American number one. Number six, Hot Blooded by Foreigner. The third top 10 for the Anglo-American band. Number five, Hopelessly Devoted to You by Olivia Newton-John, the Aussie's fourth number one here. Number four, Boogie Oogie Oogie by A Taste of Honey. Number three, An Everlasting Love by Andy Gibb, his fourth top five. Number two, Three Times a Lady by The Commodores, a triple crown winner by the Alabama Soul Group. And the number one song in Canada this week was Grease by Frankie Valli, the Jersey Boys' North American number one movie theme. Now let's check out the U.S. Top 10. Number 10, Reminiscing by the Little River Band, the biggest American hit for the Australian soft rockers. Number 9, Hot Child in the City by Nick Gilder. Number 8, Hot Blooded by Foreigner. Number 7, Don't Look Back by Boston. Number 6, Summer Nights by John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Number 5, An Everlasting Love by Andy Gibb. Number 4, Three Times a Lady by The Commodores. Number three, Hopelessly Devoted to You by Olivia Newton-John. Number two, Kiss You All Over by Exile. And the number one song in the USA this week was... Boogie Oogie Oogie by A Taste of Honey. And now, the British Top Ten. Number ten, Hong Kong Garden by Susie and the Banshees. The first hit for the London Goth Punks. Number nine, Grease by Frankie Valli. Number eight, It's Raining by Darts. The fourth hit for the Doo-Wop Revivalists. Number seven, Summer Night City by ABBA. The Swedes' ninth top ten here. Number six, Kiss You All Over by Exile. Number five, Rivers of Babylon, Brown Girl in the Ring by Boney M. The biggest hit for the German-based dance act. Number four, Jilted John by Jilted John. Number three, Oh What a Circus by David X. Essex, the, the Rock On Singer's version of a number from the musical Evita. Number two, Three Times a Lady by the Commodores. And the number one song in the UK this week, and the one in our spotlight, was Dreadlock Holiday by 10CC. I talked about 10CC back in episode 36 when I covered their song, Silly Love. This time we jump ahead four years to look at the first single from their sixth album, Bloody Tourists. Treadlock Holiday is pop reggae, loosely inspired by experiences singer Eric Stewart had during a vacation in Barbados. However, the song changed the location for some reason. I don't like these lyrics. I enjoy them quite a bit. I was walking down the street concentrating on truck and right. I heard a dark voice beside me, and I looked round in a state of fright. I saw four faces, one mad, a brother from the gutter. They looked me up and down a bit and turned to each other. I say, I don't like cricket. Oh no, I love it. I don't like cricket. No, no, I love it. Don't you walk through my words. You gotta show some respect. Don't you walk through my words because you ain't heard me out yet. Well, he looked down at my silver chain. He said, I'll give you one, one dollar. 
I said, you've got to be joking, man. It was a present from my mother. He said, I like it. I want it. I'll take it off your hands, and you'll be sorry you crossed me. You'd better understand that you're alone, a long way from home. And I say, I don't like reggae. No, no, I love it. I don't like reggae. No, I love it. Don't you cramp me style. Don't you queer me pitch. Don't you walk through my words, because you ain't heard me out yet. So then in the last verse, our protagonist returns to his hotel swimming pool, where he is offered something harder than the pina colada he's drinking by one of the waitstaff, I think. Anyway, he happily accepts and then declares that in spite of being robbed earlier, he loves Jamaica. Anyway, this is bouncy, subversive fun, which is completely on brand for these guys. This was Dreadlock Holiday's one and only week at number one. It reached number 30 in Canada and number 44 in the U.S. After this, however, the, the band had no further top 40 hits, and they broke up in 1983. There was a reunion later, but I cover that back in episode 36, so you can go check that out. So, how to sum up the pop music of September 1978? Well, disco was still the leading genre on the charts. Just like the first half of the year, there were quite a few hits from the soundtrack of a John Travolta movie, but now it was Grease instead of Saturday Night Fever. There was a variety of rock on the charts, from loud arena rock to shades of new wave and punk. And it was a good, and it was a good time for soft rock as well, whether it be smart and observational or lovey-dovey. And even though we were in between Fleetwood Mac albums, the band's two Americans were, were still making their presence felt on the radio. time for Old Man Yells at You. My first recommendation is to listen to the first two Dean Friedman albums, Dean Friedman and Well Well, said the rocking chair. He's definitely a unique voice in music. Then check out some clips of Jilted John's Graham Fellows' work as John Shuttleworth, especially his songs, a different kind of unique voice. And for my final recommendation, try watching Cricket. I know, you probably think of it as baseball with a stick up its ass, and with, that has games that last for days. But the T20 version they play in the Indian Premier League attracts most of the sport's best players, and the games only last a couple of hours. And the players don't wear sweater vests. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which are at Mr. B. Glovehead. Or on the blog post for the episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Or you can check out the Instagram account, Old Man Yells at Music. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for the episode, which I link to in the show notes. Also in the show notes is a link to my Patreon, where you can support the show and get some bonus content. And make my charts, just like Mike Birmingham. Alerts quoted over the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time on the show, it's another week of charts. This time, we're off to 1981. Canada's Prime Minister was a guy named Trudeau then, too. Until then, I'm Roger Stroop, saying, I may not be all that bright, but I know how to hold you tight. Stay safe.